I think it's so important for women to get so right with money and know how important money is. Money moves the needle. Money makes impact. Money is freedom. Money is freedom of partner, freedom of choice, freedom of anything you want to do. And if you don't get right with that, you're never going to get right with serving people because you'll never, you'll never reach them. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It is yet again another living room session. Some of my favorite episodes, for real. I mean, they're super fun for me because I'm not alone in a room. You know what I'm saying? I am in a live studio audience with my bestie, Lindsay Schwartz, and we are really discussing all the things that we discuss in private when we're together. And I feel like these are the discussions that I want other people to hear. And this episode is brought to you by the studio that we're recording in, you guys, the Good Vibe Studio. And it's based in Phoenix, Arizona. It is a production playground. It's women-owned. It is the coolest. And it is a, like I said, a production playground for photographers, content creators, podcasters, filmmakers, and all creatives. They have five studio spaces that are available for rent. And each one is totally different. So you can have completely different content. And to learn more about the studio and the memberships and even events like we're doing, you can go to the Good Vibe Studios on Instagram or thegoodvibestudios.com or just click the show notes below. And the topic today is permission to go big. Permission to be the biggest version of you, to do the biggest thing, to go fulfill that huge dream talk all about how you need to be careful about who you're sharing it with at first. And we talk a lot about who you need, what you need, and the permission that you have to give yourself at first to play very small in order to be able to play really big. See what we're talking about? You're going to want to use this because I know that if you're listening to this, you have a big dream and you know who you came here to be, but you might just need that nudge and that group of friends and we want to be that for you right now. So let's get started. Honestly, this is kind of our favorite part of the evening because we get to, number one, feature you and shout you out on our podcast. So if you ask a question, you and your question, will have you like say a little bit about what you do. We'll go out on both the Powerhouse Women and Earn Your Happy Podcasts. So if you know you want to ask a question, make sure you've got it fresh in your mind when we start and open it up. Susie, I feel like I I felt, I energetically felt your hand go up first. (laughs) Oh, that must be why. And I love your hair today. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Okay, we're going to go to Susie first. I'm Susie Freeman and my company is 988 Warriors, 988 Warriors. I do suicide prevention and mental health awareness for teens and young adults. My question is very specific. I want to do a two-day summit next April. Where do I start? Do I find the venue? Do I find my people? I know exactly what it looks like. I know who's going to be there. Where do I start? Do I get a planner? Such a great question, right? And so tactical. So anyone else in this room like want to host retreats, live experiences? Let's see a show of hands. Okay, great. Awesome. So there's there's a couple of like initial initial steps and it's all going to just depend on your bandwidth and your skill set, right? So if planning the event doesn't feel like it's it's your skill set and actually feels like it'll be taking you kind of out of being able to run your business day to day and even just like being able to be really connected to the vision, then I fully believe hiring someone to help you even just give you what you don't know that you don't know 
and say, hey, have you thought about this is, is a great investment. When I did the very first Powerhouse Women event, I knew that I needed that kind of support and literally just kind of started saying like, okay, I know I'm going to need an event planner. I don't know any. So I'm just starting to put kind of tune my radar and say like, well, who do I know? Who's in my network? I end up taking a spin class and the instructor was amazing. And I, I stalked her on Instagram afterward to get her playlist and then saw in her bio, it said she was an event planner. Quite literally DM'd her. This is on Facebook back in the day. And I said, you know, hey, I'm doing this event. I have no idea if this is even in your wheelhouse. Can I share the vision with you? And she went on to help me plan the first two Powerhouse Women events. So, you know, within the Powerhouse Women community, there, there's event planners. There's people we can connect you with. We know so, event planners. Yeah. We've I was going to say, network. Mm-hmm. you know, hiring someone to help you even just with high level logistics is, is a great investment. It is. And then it really comes down to what's the vision. So how many people do you think you will want? And yes, like starting to, I don't think you need to have the venue before you launch, even like tell people what you're doing. But there's always kind of like this dance between how many people do I think? will come to this? Am I selling tickets? Is this something you're going to sell tickets for? Okay, great. So then it's how many tickets do I think I can sell? And then what's like the super, super conservative version of that? And try to find a venue where let's say you sell your super conservative amount of tickets, you're still good. So I am always planning budgets and things like that based on the worst, 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 worst case scenario, especially if it's something brand new. And then finding, you know, a happy medium where it's got room in case I grow beyond that, but planning my budget based on who do I know? And I remember, this is literally the question I asked myself, planning the very first powerhouse event because I was like, oh gosh, I think I know like five people because I didn't even know you back then. But I said, okay, I can't even think of 50 people who would come to something. I remember sitting there. It's so so funny now because I'm like, you know, I can definitely think of more than 50, but I couldn't think of even 50. I was like, okay, could I think of 20? And I was like, you know what? I can make a list of 20 women who could probably all invite four or five friends. And so when I started to think about it like that, like who do I know that has other women in their life who might be interested? I was thinking about it beyond just me. So I do think kind of there's something that happens energetically. Like when you put your stake in the ground and like book the venue or book the planner it becomes real, right? So those would be like the first couple of things. And then just budget wise, I would just plan based on your super conservative estimate and find a place that maybe has some flexibility to say, okay, if I I end up doubling that, what does that look like? Because venues will always allow you to add. They don't allow you to like take away. Right. Yeah. Does that give you like at least the first couple of Yeah, that works. Yeah. I'll be bugging you later. Okay, great. Anything? I mean, you've planned events too. Anything else you would add? Above we always and beyond do, that. It just depends on the size. So the only thing before you have a planner, some planners have a lot of, they have different experience, right? So some have different experience in helping you set the budget and decide, but you know your audience kind of the best. And even that you don't know until you see, you might, they might say they'll pay you for a certain amount. And then when you actually price it that way, they're like, just kidding. And I'm actually not coming, even though I said I was, right? We get that a lot. Like, hey, how many people would like to do this? So I think starting to take some surveys is really good, like general surveys of, would you come to this? I'm actually doing it right now. Would you come to this? If it looked like, if you go on my stories, you can see what I'm doing. If it costs around this much, if it was around this date, I just want to like get a general feeling for who's saying yes. If I'm not going to get 
more than 10 takers on that, then maybe the price was wrong and I'll adjust it the next day. Okay, maybe was it like, what else was wrong? Was I not specific enough in exactly what this was going to teach? So you can actually start adjusting to get your survey up and then say, okay, it's going to help you with what you want to say with marketing. But before you even have an event planner, if they're not good with like budgeting or figuring out your numbers, for you just starting to assess with your audience, first of all, how much do you want to make on this event to make it worth it to you? Is it a money play or is it a marketing play? Is it a money play or is it getting your brand out there and having the experience under your belt? So those are the two things that you want to want to kind of figure out. Is it bad to feel guilty to want to make money when I know no. I'm helping people? No, <laughs> That's my struggle. Can I can I say something? I will. And thank not, you for saying that. I will not do something anymore if it doesn't make money. I just I I will not do it. Yeah. Meaning, if I'm if I'm gonna put, do I do th- some things? Yes, I go to a lot of events and speak. But if I'm if I'm gonna do an event, I am not doing it unless it makes a lot of money, because it is so much of my time and energy that it's just not smart. So of course I go and speak at some masterminds and here and there. But on, if I'm being honest, that also helps me get out in the world. If it's, a, if it's a good fit, yes, I'll do it for free because that's marketing that I don't have to do to those people online. I don't have to pay for that. It's free and it's fun and it's fulfilling. But I think it's really, bless you. I think it's so important for women to get so right with money and know how important money is. Money moves the needle. Money makes impact. Money is freedom. Money is freedom of partner, freedom of choice, freedom of anything you want to do. And if you don't get right with that, you're never going to get right with serving people because you'll never, you'll never reach them. And so we all need to have a much bigger conversation about how important money is and being open about it and saying, I love money. I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah. So what do you want to make? Work backwards from there. How many people would you need to reach that amount? And then also, what is the lowest that you would feel good making knowing it's your first event and that you are, there is something true, unless you are a a big influencer or celebrity, your first event is going to be where people need to learn to know, like, and trust you, right? So it's probably not going to be a huge moneymaker. It might be, I don't want to put that out there, but just kind of settling into knowing that. Yeah. And then start talking about it early and often. You know, just talk about like the vision of it, share what's going to happen there, share why you were inspired to do it. The number one thing, even within like the program, some of you have gone through like six figure school. If you don't feel like you're annoying people with how much you're talking about your event or the thing that you're selling, whatever it is, you're not sharing it enough. People don't know about it. People are missing it. Until someone inboxes you, like you, this is so annoying. Why are you doing this? Why are you like this? Then you're not doing it. Which has never happened. I've never had that message. Yeah. Go for gold. I love that. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Okay. Lindsay. Hi, I'm Lindsay Alto. I'm an online wellness and weightlifting coach, and I've recently dipped my toe into creating apparel. Question for you, Lindsay. When you were transitioning from kind of that fitness, wellness to all of the other things that you've done, how did you overcome that like extreme imposter syndrome from people know me as coach, Lindsay, people know me in the gym, and that's it. And I don't, I don't want to be just that anymore. But I'm like, I feel kind of stuck in the mud. It's such a great question. Anyone else like gone through a pivot, want to go through a pivot? Yeah. Like, can we just normalize reinventing ourselves like at least every five years? Yeah. 
I'm just not going to be the same person that I was. I, I prepare people for it now. I, I always say, I'm like, I don't know if I'll be hosting the Powerhouse Women event when I'm 60. So prepare that sometime between now and my golden <laughs> granny's career, <laughs> there might be a transition. So, but practically, there is going to be, this is the free fall. Okay. Gosh, it's skydiving analogy just yeah, real quick. I don't know. Something there where, for you. What was interesting is I did go through this phase where I had to be okay with some people wanting me to stay as the person I had been. And there wasn't a room full of people saying, Lindsay, we, we love what you're doing. Thanks for doing your podcast. It was just me with the vision that I had. So there is this period of time where you show up and you're, you're starting to share and sow the seeds of the new vision before people really are gravitating toward it. And I did think, because I transitioned from health and wellness, which was like a network marketing business. So I was coaching people in business. And I thought for sure some of those people would follow me over. Speaking even back to the first event, none of those people came to my event. My team of like hundreds of people, I had spoken for events of hundreds of people in Arizona for like the Arizona Isogenics community. That was like the the company we were with. And those people, it was just interesting. They didn't really follow me over into the new journey. But you know who did? New people that I was like, how in the heck did you end up here? I mean, we met Ashley. Where's the, where's Ashley with her awesome hat? Who's like, Oh, I'm here from the other, the other Ashley, but there's a lot there's of more Ashley's. <laughs> with, I'm like, Ashley back here with a great hat. Ashley, Ashley's, yeah. Ashley's like, Lindsay, you're staring right at me. But, you know, even people coming and like getting on airplanes to come to these events, it's kind of like blowing our minds. Like we didn't realize, but you have to. I always say there's like the people who sow seeds into the vision, the ones who are like, yes, you do that event. I'm definitely coming. Some of those people aren't going to follow you into your new thing, but they're, they give you enough confidence to go in the direction because then it's almost sort of like they fall away. And then the, these new awesome people come along in the vision. You're like, oh, I didn't even know you were here, but okay. Like those people fell behind, but, and I guess they're not really coming with but that's okay because now there's this whole other group of people that if I had never gotten started, I wouldn't have found them. But I needed those other people to just be a part of my previous season. So yes, there are going to be people who want you to stay as Coach Lindsay. And you can do the best possible job reintroducing yourself. Because whether they realize it or not, they need to see you reinvent yourself. Some of them need to see you do it so that they have permission to do it too. And then there's going to be others who, I mean, I still, today I got one. I still get, I'm on like the text list from like my previous mentor in that company. And it's just so funny because I'm like, wow, that is such like a different, that was like a 10 years ago version of me. And just to see like, oh, she survived. I went this other way and, and this person is still thriving. This community is still thriving. And so am I. Right. So I think it's just the per back to permission. It's the permission you give yourself first and foremost. And there's going to be an awkward period of time where you're like, is anyone listening? Great. Oh, yeah. great. You're in it. Yeah, you're in it. And they are. They're either watching to see if you stick with this. You know, there's always those. Or there are people who are like, oh, what? is she doing? Oh, this is really interesting. And then they'll tell you to your face like a year later and you're like, really, you couldn't have like liked or commented on one, one post yeah. just to let me know you're there. <laughs> yeah. You're just reinventing yourself and, and people are kind of watching and waiting to see like who you're emerging as. And it's so exciting. Yeah. 
So find other people who are also reemerging and and changing right now and just kind of support one another through this little period of time before the parachute opens. So good. By the way, our, our avatar is Ashley with a hat. Like Ashley we, with a hat. When no, we explain, the other, we're like, well, it was Ashley, right? Who's here from, from Newport Beach? <laughs> yeah, she's in, in the, the back. back. Hi, you're just like sitting right literally out of my eyesight. And I, Thank and you. And I think she has a question. Do you still have a question? Was your hand up the whole time? Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, since I called you out already, let's just go to you. And then other Ashley with the awesome hat, if you have a question too. <laughs> So hi, I'm Ashley. I own a book writing and publishing company called Brands Through Books. And my questions for both of you, it is, I had to write it down, I was a little nervous. <laughs> what was the most recent aha moment that you had? And what are you doing in your life or your business because of that? Ooh, great question. Most recent, uh, I have these every day. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really do. But the the most recent aha moment is really just that you can't fail. You cannot, there is no, you literally cannot fail because the biggest failures are are the biggest lessons. And so if I'm being really honest, the biggest aha is that one of my a recent biggest failure is actually one of the things that has made me, is making me a ninja. It's giving me a huge, it is giving me an amazing backbone. It is giving me new renewed excitement once you're on the other side of it just at the hardest points of our life and what you're going through right now is feeling like lonely bleak the transition that's when you're in the weight room that's when you're building and so that's an aha is the times that we push away and the resistance that we're feeling and you know if someone's bullying you or saying things about you or talking bad about you or gossiping about you or you're getting a lot of no's you're in the weight room you're in the building season so that's the aha is how can we love that more how can we just be like here we are we're putting in our reps this is what it feels like to know that you can't skip that part if you want that amazing euphoric feeling in your life as well and to meet that version of yourself and know why you're here on the planet. So like stop hating it so much. It's not a bad thing. It's just a different feeling. And a lot of times it's just the feeling around the feeling that's actually the worst part of the feeling. Because if we took that away, you probably still have a pretty decent family. You probably still have a house. You probably, you all have cute clothes in your closet, clearly. <laughs> we can all still most likely go to Kaleidoscope and way overpay for a shake right? Worth every penny. Worth, Worth every, every penny. penny. <laughs> and, or seduced in your case in Newport Beach. But that's the like loving, loving that. And when you're in it and you observe yourself, love who you are in it going, damn, this is hard, but I love that I'm, I am so proud of the woman who can actually sit with this and be okay and know how to take care of herself, who to seek, who to find, what communities, what workout do I need? Like that is when you're like, oh, I like who I am. I can handle this. I can do this. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share with you that this podcast, Earn Your Happy, is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. 
Truly, this is like one of the most exciting things that has ever happened to me. I'm telling you, I no longer feel like I'm doing this alone. And I actually get to collaborate with the people who host the podcast that I'm obsessed with, like that I have been listening to myself, who inspired me to start a podcast, who have taught me about how to go and do the thing. Like the original people who got me motivated through listening to their podcasts. You guys, a bunch of us are coming together to bring more more growth to the world and to support shows and brands that we believe in. And one of my friends are also on this network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to their show. You guys, I just had Danielle Canty on of the Boss Babe podcast. She co-hosts it with her other amazing co-host and one of my friends, Natalie Ellis. You guys, you can go check out that podcast on mine. It's episode 925 and Danielle and I talk all about burnout and how that could be showing up up in your life and most importantly how to prevent it but I want to tell you if you have not gone and checked out the boss babe podcast yet go subscribe because it is one of the largest online communities for ambitious women and female entrepreneurs and I know that if you're listening to the show chances are that's probably you you guys they have 3.6 million followers and 380,000 subscribers the boss babe podcast is the place where they share real behind the scenes of building successful business achieving peak performance and learning how to balance it all. Most of all, you guys, truly these women are in my life. Danielle and Natalie are people that I text on a weekly, monthly basis when I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel stuck. What should I do? I tune into their podcast, you guys, to learn. Even though they're my friends, I am still like crazy obsessed with this podcast because I learn something new every single time I listen. It makes me be a better podcaster. It makes me be a better businesswoman. It just makes me be better and more confident out in the world because they're so real and raw. And I can tell you that in the moments where I have had horrible days, down days, I've either gone and listened to this podcast or I've texted them because these are the people who truly get it. You want to listen to the people who are walking in the same footsteps that you are. You guys go check out the boss babe podcast you're not going to be sorry and it's just gonna like make you way smarter and you're gonna have way more fun so go check it out hey y'all if you didn't know earn your happy is now a part of the growth day podcast network this is so exciting to me because i have been looking for a really good home for the show for I can't even tell you, years, literally. And now I've finally been able to come together and collaborate with other people who have incredible shows and I want to share them with you. One of the shows is Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. And you guys, if you don't know about the beginning of my career, I literally started with Brennan Bouchard's work. It's how I launched one of my very first online courses and membership sites was because he gives so much advice that you can integrate and implement immediately. And that's what you're going to get on the show. Not just motivation, but you're going to learn exactly how to get your stuff out in the world. And not just that, but Brennan runs in the most incredible group of humans who are really doing the thing out in the world that you want to be doing. So go check it out. Go subscribe to Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I promise you this is going to be one of those shows that 
no matter when you tune in, you're going to get value. Like it's not one of those that you're like, God, I listened for 30 minutes and I didn't get what I wanted. Like from the beginning, you're going to get something that changes your life or changes your business. So go check it out. Motivation with Brendan Bouchard. I know you're going to love it. I'm obsessed. I think for me, it goes back to the conversation we were having previously about certainty, because there's some specific things like, I don't know who else in here is kind of woo woo, but like I've been shown specific things that feel like very prophetic. Take that for what it is. And I still was fighting more for the limitations surrounding those things than accepting them as God is showing me something that I can have. It's going to require me to be an active participant. But I have started to catch myself. So how I'm putting it into practice is catching myself when I'm even speaking out loud. Like, let's say it's about like age. Well, you know, at this age, this this is less possible or at this age, certain things happen. And I'm just catching myself where I'm reinforcing. And and it's tough because a lot of times the general narrative around us is not one for possibility. It's one for why things are hard, why it takes a long time. So I'm catching myself even when I'm like, oh, I can have this thing but it's going to take a long time. It even feels like, ooh, it feels gross to say it right now because I've been such a ninja with catching myself because it's like, but does it? I bet I could find evidence for how when you align yourself with this future that you want, it can happen faster, feel faster than we think it's going to happen. So noticing where I am fighting for the opposite of what I want, meaning I'm, I'm reinforcing my limitations with what I say, how I operate, and instead going back to, no, what was I shown that I do really want? This future that I want. And then if I dropped the fight for my limitations, what would I do right now? How would I show up today? How quickly would I outsource these other things so I can be full on writing my book and like moving this momentum forward? And it's been cool, but also really confronting because I've never operated with that much velocity. But I can even say this has only been a couple of weeks in really practicing this. The momentum that I'm feeling is undeniable. It's actually a little bit freaking me out because I, I think I've just been so used to my whole life, like always kind of having that. It's almost like the caveat so that if it doesn't happen, I'm not disappointed. Why are we even entertaining like the it's not it might not happen? Because, again, that's just projecting out into the future something that it hasn't happened yet. So why wouldn't I proceed as though this or something better is possible if I'm willing to surrender the timing and the way that it looks? So it's been a really cool, interesting, I feel kind of like all my cells are being reorganized to understand how to produce results in a different way. It's probably way more of an answer than you bargained for, but we're right come back to me. I'm like, either I might just be like, I picture myself maybe like wearing like a monk cloak and like, <laughs> like I'll just get to this point where I just like, I, I just sit on the top, a uh, mountaintop just talking about, cause I feel like so much is literally at a cellular level realigning right now. It's, it's actually freaking me out a little bit. So your next brand is fashionable monk cloaks. Yes. <laughs> Like Why it. isn't this a thing yet? I don't. That, this there is might our be a fourth reason, business that we've sure. thought of since we since we arrived here tonight. <laughs> fourth business. Yeah. Oh, who but else? thank you. That's such an awesome question. Okay. Who else oh. has a question. Well, I, mean, I let you. You're pick. closest I don't like to Jenna, this. and Jenna also is here from out of town. So I feel like we're going to give it to Jenna next, and then we'll come back this way to Ashley and Alex. 
I'm Jenna Klaffenstein. So I'm a growth coach for high achieving women who want more, help them get into fast action. I'm a speaker and a podcaster. My questions for both of you really about money mindset. How were you able to, when you, like for me right now, going from a secure amount of money to really forcing myself to go big and be uncomfortable in the bank accounts and financially, how are you able to like stay grounded and stay focused to keep moving forward when you're in unfamiliar territory from a financial standpoint? A lot of that is just, you do a lot of planning. You plan for the worst and you truly plan for the worst and you hope for the best. So like, where am I okay getting, am I going to be okay if we get this uncomfortable or the bank account gets down to here? Truly, it just is a matter of kind of knowing your plan and then focusing forward only on what you want. Because once you know your plan, okay, worst comes to worst, I am moving into my parents' basement. I'm being so real. I did not, but like this is conversations. Like Chris and I lost everything. Like worst comes to worst. Could we go, like, where could we move? Where could we live? What does this look like? If you're good with that answer, then you know that you have this much runway, but here you have to go and focus only on the destination, right? Like you don't go and go, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be there. Just like Lindsay said, it's really like, what are we putting that attention on? But if you have that fail-safe plan, then your brain's not spending all this time on, oh man, if I do this, what could happen? And you're kind of like thinking of all of these different options. No, it's I'm going to move forward. I'm going to do these things because I know I'm okay here. I can reinvent myself. I can start over. We can start this plan again. Or you know what that amount is. So it's really just get that in place and then only focus on what you want to do and as many creative ways as you can too. So, you know, when we're working on on building something or we all of a sudden, Lynn's knows this one because I've had this conversation multiple times and I know you're kind of in it. It's kind of like we're, we say, okay, you have this amount of money that you want or this thing comes into your life that you want to pay for or you have an event that you want to do and you kind of just start creatively allowing into your atmosphere and visualizing and going on walks going, okay, where could I make money? What could this be? What does this look like? Who could I talk to? And that's when things start opening up. It's not when you're thinking of the plan or you're worried about something. All of a sudden, creative ways to make money or partner with someone or affiliate for someone or, you know, these things that people don't think of come into your your realm. And I think adding on to that, number one, I've, I'm not only like been there, I'm actively there right now. Elliot and I are investing big time into something really, really big that's right now at the stage where it's requiring us to put in the investments in faith. And by faith, I mean our dollars. Yeah, it's our actual money, right? And that's where it feels scary. But what I've been doing to support myself and what we've been doing to support ourselves during this season is having the backup, backup, backup plan. Because it's like any feeling of security is actually just made up anyway. There's certain things that make us feel secure. But like when we were having this conversation the other day, I was like, isn't it so interesting? When there's certain numbers in my bank account, my nervous system feels different than when there's other numbers in the bank account. But I am abundance. I am wealth. I'm an infinite source of creativity. So I'll sit down and I'll, first of all, I I pay really close attention to what I'm feeling in the moment. Because if we're feeling a sense of lack and scarcity, it literally starts to like imagine blinders going on. It starts to narrow your focus on what's possible. Because we're always being fed. Like I think about this all the time. 
There are billion, million, trillion dollar business ideas floating around you in the atmosphere all the time. Your brain isn't wired to pick up on them all the time. There are opportunities, connections, resources around us all the time. It's just our brain is filtering them out because it's going, oh, you don't need that right now. That doesn't line up with how you think or what you believe. So I go back to what am I feeling right now? If I can tell I'm feeling a sense of scarcity, usually I'll get into communication around it. Luckily, I feel like Elliot and I tend to balance each other out. When I'm feeling more scarcity, he's grounded in like, listen, we could do this, this, and this tomorrow if we really felt like we needed X amount in the bank account to feel safe, secure. But then we go back to, okay, so now that we know we've got the plan, we have the backup plan, we know we would be happy. Like I will live in a cardboard box with this man. It's got to be like a pretty big one. He's pretty, those of you that can't see him, he's pretty big, like a refrigerator box maybe, but like a commercial refrigerator. Could we just also be part of your backup plan? Like yeah. real world, like It'll be in MTV's Chris and Lori's backyard. So it'll be like a bougie box, refrigerator box. But, but to realize like the people who are making big moves are making big risks. They just are. You know, and like Elliot was working, he chose to leave his job just like you did recently. And truthfully, he was at the top of his company and they almost fired him. So how secure really was that? You're actually doing the most secure thing by building your own future. You're just at the point right now where you're building the momentum. And I'll never forget. I mean, I remember investing in my first mastermind before powerhouse women had even made that amount in a year, but I knew it. Like, and you know it, there was something in you. I'm speaking specifically because Jenna is someone that I know. You knew that you were feeling called to take that leap. You've got to nurture that feeling more than you're nurturing the scarcity. Allow it to be there when it comes, but also go back to whatever tools really help you get back to that place of alignment. Because, and I told Elliot the other day, I go, oh, I just forgot. Our, the money that we're calling in is actually out there. Right now, it's just being kept in other people's bank accounts. Mm-hmm, it's true. But when you think of it, that literally think of that. Like there is money that is yours. It's just sitting in other people's bank accounts right now. It's just how many conversations do you need to have? How many times do you need to post about the event, share about the event, you know, like start to generate this momentum because you will have these points where all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, the moment, literally like the surprise money is coming from everywhere, but it doesn't show up when I'm in scarcity. It only shows up when I can keep myself more consistently in the space of what's my vision. And I'm usually not even thinking about money. I'm thinking about service. Okay, we'll swing back over to this side. And then I know there were questions over here too. So Ashley and then Alex in the back. And I think that'll probably be it. We'll see. We'll see how fast we can go. Clearly, we're not short-winded people. <laughs> we're both like, we'll be fast. I'm like, we I'm want like, you to be fast so we can be long-winded. <laughs> To be clear, when you do your own podcast, you can do the same thing. I'll be real quick. Hi, everybody. My name is Ashley Del Rosario, Chef Ash Del Ro, Instagram. Shameless plug. Do it. Do it. I just ate, I just fully ate a cookie before uh, one of her cookies that she made. I'm so glad you liked it. She brings us snacks every, every time she brings us snacks. I promise I'll make this fast. So, uh, lots (laughs) has changed since the last time, but my question is, do you have some sort of ritual or some sort of quiet time or something you do after you make a big 
decision after a big, massive email to, to a celebrity or to, you know, just a, a massive something that happens? Do you have some sort of ritual or some sort of quiet time that you do after that to combat the um, rearranging of cells in your entire body? Uh-huh. Because <laughs> yeah, that has happened to me. So I'm like, what do you guys do? Hmm. Well, I sit and eat a batch of your cookies. Yeah. <laughs> after that, Elliot makes me chest bump him in the kitchen. <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. He, he just goes like this. He taps his chest. And when I know that means sports guy chest bump. And it's like, and I do, I think it's like celebrate it in that moment before the outcome has even happened. Mm-hmm. Celebrate yourself. Cause what you want to wire in is, Ooh, I love this feeling. Mm-hmm. This is the feeling that's leading me to where I want to go. Whatever happens. Yes. No, maybe. Or it went to their spam folder if you're sending an email. But really, start to celebrate, anchor in. So whatever feels celebratory in that moment, celebrate it. Because you know you just did something that's getting you closer to what you really want. Try the chest bump. It's yeah. fun. I will show you afterward. We'll, we'll bring Elliot up here. He like almost knocks me over because he's, I jump, but he just stands there. <laughs> I do the same thing. I go text a friend. I, I will tell her yeah. what I just did. I get excited. And then I, I also allow myself to forget about it. So stop thinking about it. Like know when you want to check in next, but do not like actually forget about it because you sent it out to the universe. It does not need babysitting. It God, God's taken it or whatever you believe. And he's got it. Like it's got it. So don't even think about it. Everything you wrote was perfect. Everything you wrote was perfect. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a good question. Ooh. And I want it. I'm like, tell me afterward what this scary thing was. I know. Okay, well, we're going to come to Alex in the back. Hello. Um, Hi. hi. My name is Alex Bradbury. I founded a company called The Sparkle Bar. We are like dry bar, but for makeup. So we get to celebrate the diversity and beauty through custom makeup applications. And we have some very big goals. And we are starting to endeavor in a new space. So when you started to seek investors, how did you know it was time? And how did you start that conversation? Such a good question. It depends on why you want investors. There's so many reasons why you could want investors. Number one, obviously money, depending on how you look at it and who you're talking to. There are a lot of people who are very, very, very savvy business people, incredible business owners who will not, they would never start a business with their own money because they want their own money to go be invested in something else. So even if they have the money, they will go invest it in something else and raise other money. Does that make sense? So that their money's always making money. So if you needed 2 million or 5 million, why would you ever bootstrap that when you could have someone else give it to you if you're willing to put that work in? And then you could take your money and put it to work like little soldiers, right? So thinking of it from those terms that starting a business, really, you should all be thinking of raising money because there are a few different reasons why if you do it in a, in a certain way that having investors could be good. Now, it's not, it's also not great in something. So I do want to say that it depends on how you're going to raise it. So we can have a further conversation on this after too. But how do you know when you want to scale? Because you can do a lot with money. And also when you want strategic investors on who you think that you can either, who can help you scale it with their knowledge or who can help you scale it with their celebrity or their reach or their connections. So this is all really important reasons why you want investors. And even when you're investing, if you want these things, you tell them that. So when I was raising, I said, I am looking for strategic investors. I'm not just looking for investors who want to give me their money, but not help with the product. This is people who are passionate about what I'm doing. And when the product comes out, 
you know, you're helping share this. This is, you're talking about the product. This is something that you're proud of. You feel a part of it. And I also looked for investors who had an audience fit. So some celebrities I brought on had a really good audience fit. I knew their reach. I I also looked for people who had a large email list because we're predominantly direct to consumer at first. So thinking of all of those things, how many do you want? Do you want people to feel really invested? Do they have a say in your company? Because there are investors you can get who don't have a say so that you still get full control. So just all those things that you want to take into consideration. Does that Did that help? That does help. Okay. <laughs> Is there a follow-up question at all where you're at? So I'm starting to have some of those conversations, but in the absence of having like a friends and family round, it's, you know, how do you even start to open those doors or who do you start to reach out to, to mm-hmm. get that buy-in? Are you doing friends and family? I'm not. How much do you need? So... I mean, I'm willing to give up equity in my company to the point where, you know, it's not that much, probably 2 million plus at this point, but it could be done with less. But just to have that, that cushion to like really scale. I mean, we have really big aspirational goals and I think that Drybar is a model company for us. And so like, that's the direction. I think, you know, I think you could do that with angel investors for sure. It's what is crazy is you're only going to see a small portion of investors in your circle right now. Those investors know investors and you start asking and you put it out in a room like this and you put it out with people who have done it before. And I have circles of investors and, you know, different people who are interested in different things for other reasons. So you start asking, hey, would you ever, you know, email this for me? Or would you, could I ever, you just get in those circles and ask favors. Like, would you ever connect me to anyone or what does this look like? And you figure out what your minimum buy-in could be or what you want. And we just start talking like that. Like it becomes... It needs to become a normal conversation in your life everywhere you go. And you would be shocked at who comes out of the woodwork. It's just not a normal conversation yet. Right. It's very uncomfortable. (laughs) But you did it in this room. And now I bet there's people who are like, how much do you need? Yeah. I love that. Such a good question. But I'm, I'm here for any anything during that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Message me. I will. I'm like, how could I get free makeup if I invest? <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Will invest I'm if not, you paint hey, my face. I'm not kidding. I'm like, okay, how much free makeup could I get if I did it? Okay. <laughs> <I>? See? See? <laughs> it's true. All right. Uh, are we going to cap it there? I think we are, you guys. How you feeling? <laughs> this was so much fun. I'm so, so grateful for you. Like, I really, Lindsay and I think this is probably one of our most fun things we get to do. It just feels like such a fun, elevated conversation that is you guys probably get hopefully something out of it, but we get the most out of it for real, like the most fulfillment. We love just talking and it's like a therapy session for us because everything that we answered for you guys is exactly what we're going through too. And it is, it's like a good, it's a great reminder that we can do anything. We truly can do anything all together. So love you guys so much.
Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.